0: sorry i got up trying to be nice you punk ass you got me fucked up in the words of mc8 wake your punk ass up for the 93 shots what is going on the greatest voice podcast is present in your face in your ears and bro we have a lot a lot to talk about shit has been going quite good in the last 46 hours 47 if i count some who that it i was in the other night what's up um I always start the podcast off with a quote to a song, to a melody, to a verse that serenaded my mood that I think you should listen to if you get into a breakup with your girlfriend or your boyfriend or you cheating on her with a significant other that she really feels special. She ain't necessarily got the face that your girl got. She ain't got the ass that your girl got, but you could, but because you such a no shit nigga, you have to go spend time with her. Um, the quote of this song the quote of the day for me today is comes from a song by a dude named brent fires i don't know if y'all even necessarily listen to this dude a lot those of you who listen to my podcast y'all know for a fact i rock with this dude's music totally 76 percent of my recreational listing goes to this man's music brent fires he was in that song crew three years ago and um he got a song that's gonna come out on his 10 song ep february 7th pre-order i already pre-ordered yes because i am a nerd i'm i'm low-key gay for this nigga uh, <laughs> He got a song that's coming out called Been Away. He performed this song in a Pirates Morgan fashion show and the lyric I want to quote from this song, bro, that hit me so hard, bro, when I was listening to it is the part in the song where he says um, I know I've been away. I know I've been away. I'm just trying to get my paper straight. Please don't give my shit away. I'm just trying to get my paper straight. Now, those of you who do not understand negro colloquialism that phrase basically what he's saying is is, you know hey girl you know i love you i'm just trying to get my money get together for you and me for the baby if there's a baby coming possibly please don't cheat on me please don't have sex with another man please don't give away my quality time please don't give away my pussy to another man because i love you i'm just trying to do this for me and you if you cannot feel that if you cannot feel that whether you're a man who's 19 18 taking 12 credits at the community college up the street and on the side working 50 hours a week at fedex while you got a girl at home who's nine months pregnant whether you a grown man who in his 30s you got a house a mortgage and you got a whole family with two whole kids and you on the road every day driving back and forth to the construction job two hours away so you can make your little thirty dollars an hour bro like you gotta feel that, bro. Like that's real. Like that is real. That is some real. S- I'm just trying to get my paper straight. Like Brent. The thing I like about Brent fire's music is he makes music that just serenades. It just it, it expresses where I'm at so much in life sometimes. So, granted, none of the things that I just listed, none of the hypothetical scenarios that I just listed, I'm currently dealing with. But you know, tears with tears. Um, but what's been going on, with my people? What's been going on with y'all? I um. Uh, Today was the launch of my voiceover business on Google. I've been, been doing voiceover for about two years now, but the last few months have been like consistent pay. And so I actually ended up making a video, making a website where you can actually go online and subscribe, not subscribe, but read the reviews, book my business if you want to, get quotas, here, samples of my wonderful melodious just Like, and, uh, this afternoon, man, was just such a great feeling, man. See all the reviews people gave me just off the strength of knowing me, just off the strength of knowing my talent. Like that low key just that shit hits me hard, bro. So thank you. I appreciate that. Um my goal is by June of this year to be make that my sole way of income to where I can quit my main job. I just now got to a point where for better or for worse, I have at least a thousand dollars in my account just to play with, and that's a great feeling. But I want to do—I want to get to the point where I'm doing that with my own talent. It's my own talent that's providing me that. It's my own talent that's giving me that luxury. So, you know, all of that, you know. And I, a lot of that's thanks to y'all, man. A lot of y'all out there who support me. A lot of y'all out there who subscribe to me. Like, y'all make this happen. So, thank you. You know, the fact that people are paying just to hear me speak, nigga, a, it is a great feeling. Like, I'm about to buy a motorcycle two weeks in two weeks, nigga, in wintertime, which is probably the stupidest decision that you can make, especially after uh, the incident that I had in September. But, you know, I just, I'm just feeling, I'm just feeling myself right now. So, you know, hey, we're going to do what we got to do. Um, Moving on from that that's a very interesting list of topics we want to talk about um white guilt let's discuss it so uh i um had a very in-depth conversation with a colleague of mine he or she shall remain nameless and genderless and preference for macaroni and cheese or potato salad list i um uh, and we were having a conversation about just like uh progressiveness and understanding the struggles of minorities versus the struggles and privilege well, just basically talking about the struggles of minorities well, the struggles black people go through whether they're dealing with the police whether they're dealing with the educational system the work system whether they go into a store and somebody thinks they're automatic, automatically gonna buy the cold fried chicken from the cold uh cold cooked aisle and uh She said something to me. She's low-key, like, fake way, like, hella progressive, like, hella low-key progressive, like, woke. And so she said something to me that really kind of, it rubbed me the wrong way, but it just made me think about this. And I wanted to come on the podcast and talk about it. She said, you know, I understand so much the black struggle. I understand how terrible it is. And that's why my goal is to make white people uncomfortable. Keep in mind, this woman is white. White people. White allies, white comrades, white brothers, white sisters, white non-binaries. I thank you so much for having open heart, for having open understandings. We do not want you to wage war against your own people for the sake of us. Don't do that. Especially if you wage in a war where they don't even understand what the fuck you're waging about. I am not under the belief that the majority of white people are racist. I'm not under the belief that even even 30-40% of white people are racist. I am of the belief that there are white people out there who are insensitive and who are unaware of the struggles and place that minorities go through. But that's just how the world is. A lot of the times, you are not going to be aware of the struggles and oppressions that other groups deal with because that ain't got nothing to do with you. Your auntie ain't from that group. You ain't never went to that school. So how would you relate to those struggles? Um forcing them to be aware of it i don't even care about even forcing them to be aware of it because i'm at the point now in 2020 where i feel like as black people indian people minorities in general we have to stop stop fighting for acceptance and understandings from other groups of people we're at a point now in the world where all of our all of our relatively relative groups we have our own banks. We have our own businesses. We have the opportunity to start our own businesses, and I bring it, it, and I bring that last part up because I'm really now understanding that there are a lot of people, bro, in the world who feel like a lot of Black people out there who really, a lot of Mexican people too, who a lot of Black people preferably, who really do feel like their progress in the world, career-wise, financially-wise is always going to be halted because they're black. Because they're black skin. They, A lot of men out there, grown-ass men, really do feel like they will not get as far as they want to in life because they're black. And that is insane to me because that... Y'all know me. I get on this podcast and I have conversations about racism all the time. I've never felt like racism or prejudice has held me back in life. Hell, if anything, I felt like my, I held my own ass back in life more than anything else. I always... I look at it like, granted, there might have been times in my life where racism, prejudice played played a played a role of me not getting a job or me not getting a slot at something. But I can't think like that. You know, I, I'm really trying to build an empire with this podcast, with this voiceover. I can't think that there's an overhead of you not gonna get certain opportunities against me because of my skin tone. Hell, if anything, you want to be real. If, I, if you want to have a real conversation about it. Personally, and it might be because I'm a nerd at heart, it might be because I speak proper and use full sentences. Most of my life I've always been treated as like the you're a different black guy. The one who's you're you're smart so you're different. You speak three languages so you're different, or you're you know you you know what syllables are so you're different. You know how you know what I mean? So I have a different perspective on things, and I guess that's why that makes me feel like racism prejudice is not gonna stop me. It's not gonna stop my dreams. I hate that we're raising I hate that you have some people who are on the left, and I came into this world as somebody who could identify with the left, who are putting that ide- ideology in kids' minds that racism is going to hold them back in life. Now, with that being said, there are going to be instances in your life where racism is something that you do deal with. It's not invisible. It ain't no shit that's like a myth. It's not the... It's not the the, uh not one of the creatures from where the, where the wild things are. That is something that you might deal with in life. However, I don't think that that's going to be a main thing that's holding you back in life. I feel like if you have a... Hey, man, listen. My great-grandfather owned land opened a nightclub and opened up a bar at a time where racism was real down south. So if he can do it, if this black crunchy nigga can do it, surely I possess the aptitude to do such as well. I... Uh, that's just how I feel about that. I just, I don't, I don't know. I didn't really realize that in these last two weeks, bro. Like, there are really a lot of people out here who really do feel like their skin tone, their skin color holds them back in life. And it's weird to me. I remember one time, it's funny how your perspective on things. I remember one time, this was recently too. This was, I had a lot of good conversations. That's why I'm mad I to the podcast every day as like I used to. I had a conversation with one guy. We were talking and at one point this uh, Indian couple happened to walk past me and I joked with them for a minute just because I like to talk and chat. So I just kind of bumped shoulders with them, you know, laughed and chuckled, beat our lips for a minute and they walked off. And I told them, you know, and this is racist, but I just was like, like, I'm going to tell you something, bro. Top, top three funniest races in the world. Indians are definitely in that three. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, yeah, man, Indians are hella funny. I was like, bro, Indian people are so funny and so friendly. He's like, bro, Indians are fucking racist. I used to deal with Indians all the fucking time. I lived seven years with Indians. They're racist as hell. And I was like, really? I was like, they're always really friendly with me. I don't have an issue with them. I'm chill with them. And I wonder sometimes, I think about that, I wonder sometimes how many times as black people, do we think somebody's racist when... They might not even be necessarily racist. They might really just be an asshole. Or they, there's a woman, I live in Gulf, California. There's a woman who works at this uh, this um, ice creamery store up the street from me. They serve burgers, pancakes, everything that gives you heart attacks. Sad so much that at one point I thought, I thought she was racist when I first met her. But then after visiting multiple times and seeing her serve people other people around her with the same lack of a uh, aptitude or enjoyment of life i realized oh no this bitch ain't embracing. she just she just don't fucking she hate her life that's okay i understand she hate her life and it kind of low-key she she, she low-key a milf i thought she was low-key get it but I, <laughs> but you know it is but you know it is what it is you know it's always funny when you go to a restaurant though and you see somebody who who um I do, th- there have been times where I might go to, I don't know, I can't even say that because I think sometimes people just have bad days. They might not have got about a lot of tips, but I bring that up because somebody else told me, second party had told me that that woman just acts like she hates her life, like it's, and it's not just me, that's just how she is. And I was like, okay, it makes sense because I, first I thought she just didn't like black people, but then, you know, you know, so you, you gotta understand, sometimes you gotta think a lot of times people just don't hate their lives, they, hate the, they just hate what they do. A lot of times you don't know what somebody's going through, so I don't think everybody that's not black that I had a bad encounter with is racist, because then if if you go off that, hell, then I'd have to think every black person I had a bad encounter with is racist, you know, and that's hating, you know, that's insane. Um. You know, I've dealt with racism. Let me just say this. Let me clarify that. Don't get don't get it fucked up. Racism is a real thing. There are people out there who hate black people, who hate Irish people, who hate Mexicans out there for whatever reason. You're not a real. The only thing that's unique about that when it comes to black people is black people and white people. Well, I can't even say white people. Black people have this thing where you can go to any country, any ethnic group in the world and generally speaking, you could find a subset in that group that hates black people. I'm talking about you can even go to Nigeria and find Nigerians who do not like black. people. they call us American blacks, they don't call us real blacks. They think we're inauthentic or whatever. There's always a subset of each group. When they come to this country, they have a preconceived notion that blacks are thugs, murderers, rappers are going to take their girlfriends and take their daughters and fuck them and give them five babies, which in some cases is true. But nine times out of ten, we're actually pretty true people, bro. Like There's no race in this world that's a monolith you know we have conversations about stereotypes you know yeah you'll see certain reoccurrences in races because that might have to do with their culture or cultural traditions or just behavioral or just male standards but my story you know you know that whole thing about like how when people think of black people when you think of thugs you think of street niggas or what do you That's less of a black thing and more of just a fact that, you know, a lot of us come from a lot of black Americans in this country come from impoverished neighborhoods. And when you go to the when you go to the when you go to the working class or lower ethnic, quote unquote, group in any country. Whether it's white, whether it's Persian, whether it's Asian, whether it's et cetera. Et cetera. We're going to talk about Persian by the way. Generally speaking, you're going to see a persistence of crime, a consecutiveness of crime throughout the generations. That's in all of us. You go to Britain, you go to the London where you, they call the yards. You go to the Scottish yards in London. You know they're ghettos out there. They got Persians, they got Africans, and these niggas, the street niggas too, out there. They got they got AKs. They don't got AKs, but they got knives and butcher knives and billy clubs and ash bagash. Take kids with like like how we got out here for weapons. So it. We, we ain't got no Aspergosh, but it's the same thing. I don't, I don't, I don't, I think, I don't know, that's just my personal opinion about that. Now, speaking of Iran, I don't even know if that's a Iranian thing. I don't even know if they do that out there. I am, um, I'm well aware of the conflict between the United States and Iran. It's kind of interesting how, how powerful social media is because, okay, so two weeks ago, what I, my opinion about this was last week was the United States, we are involved in at least 15 to 30 different conflicts across the damn globe. It amazes me that somehow the news and somehow the shade room push this to be something that all Americans care about, that all Americans are making means about, that we're all pressured about. And a lot of that might have to do with the fact that right after that, 3,500 troops got deployed. But even then, we were talking about this beforehand. So how do I feel about this? I am not that intellectually informed about the relationship between Iran and the United States. I'm pretty sure we have done some fucked up shit on our part. Um, just being real with you, you know, y'all, if you an American, you know how our country get down. I'm pretty sure we'd have done some shit that um, needs to be addressed, to say the least. And it is what it is. Um, is. I've always hated war, particularly in this case, because I feel like you're sending 3,500 young people to go die for some shit that they hardly understand that they probably and if they probably were informed, like I need to be informed, who knows a good portion of them might agree with Iran. I, um, I, how I feel about thing, how I feel about this whole thing is, it's like, it's just sad, man. I hate war. I hate war. I see, I hate seeing people's kids just line up to get, to go to, to go to just die. Like that just depresses me. So, um, I don't want to see that happen. And I love Iran. I love Persian. I love, I don't want to say that I love Iran. not That's fake. I love middle Eastern culture. I have always been a fan of Middle Eastern culture, whether it's reading about Arabian Nights, whether it's reading about the stories of the Persian Knights or the Persian Kings, reading about Babylon, which to this day, I wonder if the hanging gardens of Babylon were a real thing. Like, that was one of the seven wonders of the world, so I hate that. I hate that we're at a point where we have to be at war with such just a, a, a flower bed, a rich flower bed of just beautiful history, bro. Like, that hurts my soul, and I hate that. Um, for the as far as the general being killed, the general just bombed the American embassy. This dude had been rolling around just doing shit. So, in the words of Mozzie from his song "Big Homie in the herd he had it bumming. He had it coming, but he said bumming because Mozzie is a blood. He had it bumming. They don't like to use C's. So it's a, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a hard situation. Um. I can understand Trump having that reaction to him because reality is you have to protect your Americans that are out there, and that is wrong. You don't, you don't see, you don't see our legal approved government out here bombing the Iranian the Iranian embassy out here or bombing the Jewish monogogs out here. Like that's just not right. Now you might see some crazy ass hick ass white people doing that, but our legal government doing that? Nah. Um, it is what it is. So do i agree with trump bombing general salami king salami whatever his name is to the to, to hell or heaven no but at the same time i don't begre- i don't agree with what general salami was doing so it goes both ways you know it just it's not a the two don't equal out just because i might not like trump i'm I'll be honest with you at this point i'm not really having that much problems with trump at this point anymore but i just i just don't see two wrongs don't make a right two wrongs don't make a right on either end and you know it is what it is you know I'm just I just don't want to see war happen, period. I don't want to see I don't want to see sons and daughters go to war and get slaughtered, period. You know, y'all was making all them damn jokes and laughing and memes and shit about them people going to war, but bro, like a lot of them niggas might not come home. A lot of them niggas are not going to come home. A lot of a lot of a lot of there was a general, an American general, who gave a beautiful dropped a wonderful, amazing I'm talking about Tupac level bar in a speech a week ago. And he said, We do not war war. But if you want war with the United United States of America, so help me God, someone else will raise your kids. Now, let me tell you something. That shit sounds powerful. That should be engraved on a cement wall in the hood. But nigga, that goes both ways. That goes both ways. There are a lot of mothers and fathers that are going to be, there are a lot of sons and daughters that are going to be motherless and fatherless within the next year or so, if this this escalates. That's what I don't like about that. Like, I don't like that especially for some unnecessary bullshit like hell if anything why can't the president why can't the, the fight, whatever they call him why can't this nigga and trump get in the ring and throw hands why do why do our why do our general public have to? why does our general public have to go and defend two older men's ideals that's what i'm saying and even if we keep 100 with you this i this problem that they had with the united states this person which by the way and I thought about something and maybe this is just stupid to bring. Now nah, I'm going to bring it up. Let me leave it alone. Cause I, I thought, even as I'm saying, it makes no sense, but it's just, I don't know. I just don't, I just do not want to see conflict between our two countries. I just don't, you know, and I love Persian people. Shout out to all my Iranian people, my Persians. I love y'all. Y'all are great. Beautiful women, great people. I'm, you know, most Persian people I met have always been women. I'll be real with you. Beautiful women, kind hearts, kind smiles, just the nicest of people. Um, most Iranians, funny, most Persians that I've met really took to black culture. Like I can, I can, tell you one girl I can think of off the top of my head. She loved just like, I don't know, like most of them. Do, most of them do, but you know it is what it is, man. Shout out to all y'all. Um, I pray this isn't escalate into an all-out war. You know, for better or for worse, I pray it doesn't. So shout out to that. I am um, speaking of war. I had to talk about this because this really kind of um, hit me hard. So I was not aware that the sir, the man, the myth, the legend, Dave Chappelle, Chappelle show, Chappelle show. I know Brody. He got the award for the Mark Twain prize, like uh, in November, October. I didn't know. And YouTube has this way. YouTube is really their algorithm for choosing what you should watch is really correct because I, 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 I actually really watched the whole speech. He gave a speech, man, when he was accepting his award and gave credence and gave, you know, awards and happiness to Sarah Silverman and Neil Brennan and all of them. And at one point, you know, of course, like all black men, he gave love and, and love and appreciation to his mama for the time she gave to him and dedicated and nurturing his dreams. And he said something, man, that was so powerful. He said, you know, growing up, mom, I, you know, growing up, I was scared to fight. I was timid. I got shy in front of large crowds but you always used to tell me this mama i don't know if you remember this you used to always say sometimes you have to be a lion to be the lamb that you really are sometimes you have to be a lion to be the lamb that you really bar that bar hit me so hard because that made me wonder like you know i always look at the the lion is like this majestic powerful creature right you know i kind of look at it now as a lazy motherfucker now that i understand that the male lion just sits and sucks licks his dick and nuts all day while the female lions go hunt but i wonder would the lion be a lion if it wasn't for the other predators that encircled him if it wasn't for the threat of others you know what i mean like i had never thought of it from that perspective until i saw that speech like would the line, if the line had, if the line could have his own choice, would even still be a line? You know, me naturally, I'm not an aggressive person. Me naturally, I'm not a, a fighter. But as I've gotten older, I've had to learn how to have a backbone. I had to learn how to have courage. I had to learn how to stand up for myself and let people know like, no, I deserve to live. I deserve to walk this earth with you too, because I've had to, I've had to learn to teach people to respect me. And a lot of that is just because of my opposition, because for me to be a for me to be a lamb or for me to make my life comfortable the way I want to, I have to I have to show that strength. I have to I have to boss up, you know, and I think that's just the world in general. You can apply that concept to just even this with this entrepreneur shit like I have to show people in the world i have to show people that yeah i'm serious about this podcast yeah i'm serious about this voiceover yeah i'm serious about all this this ain't no bullshit i ain't doing this just to entertain you or think it's cute nigga i'm doing this because this is what i want to be this is what i want to do this is what i want to go down in history for for being a great talented podcaster this is what i want on my tombstone like uh, the greatest podcaster this is what i want written on my headstone bro like it's serious i um and it's just it's i don't know man i um Sometimes you got to be stuck, man. You know, at the end of the day, sometimes you got to be stuck. And you got to let people know that you're serious. And, you know, rarely I ever end the podcast like this. But I think that's what I would end it on this note. Is saying that, like, sometimes you got to be a lion to be the lamb that you really are. You know, so much love. Peace and chicken grease. Stay tuned to the next episode. We are going to get to the point where we have more episodes each week. It's just like, bro, like. You know, I've been busy, bro. I'm trying to get the, trying to get this, trying to get the, I've been busy getting the funds to get this out the ground. You know, as Brent Fire said, and said in the song I just quoted, I'm just trying to get my, sh- I'm just trying to get my paper straight. Please don't give my shit away. Please don't forget about me. Please stay low. the podcast. Still say hello to me. And we out here so much love, Hush and Thank you for being a part of the family. We out here live.